Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Where do I begin? Oh, I, oh, and I don't know, and I feel for everybody in rural and regional Queensland today because in a lot of ways, it's not a conspiracy theory, but gee whiz, talk about wanting to screw an industry over and an area of agriculture in one foul swoop without having any comprehension about what you're doing. And I'm talking about the Bureau of Meteorology and the Queensland Government and their continual scare tactics about the El Nino. Queenslander swelter through unbearable heat as El Nino takes a grip. And This is reported in the Courier Mail. It was reported on Channel 9, on Channel 7, on the ABC, on all television stations that the Weather Bureau has declared two major climate drivers prompting weather experts to warn to warn Queenslanders to prepare for a summer of extreme heat and fire. You get where this is going? The Bureau of Meteorology has officially declared an El Nino weather pattern expected to bring extreme heat wave conditions to Queensland. Well, Queensland does get hot in the summer. Dozens of bushfires burn across the state. Southeast Queensland will likely swelter through unbearable temperatures with both El Nino events underway in the Pacific Ocean and a positive Indian Ocean Dipoli event in Western Oceans. The two major climate drivers are the forecast to create hot, dry and elevated fire danger, meaning temperatures could, could remain well above average through to March. It comes after Queensland experienced its hottest winter on record with the last declared El Nino leading Australia's hottest year on record in 2016. Now, I understand how dry it is, and I understand exactly the weather patterns and how it works. But while we are different leading into a black summer from 2019, when we've had years of preceding drought in dying and more rapidly drying out more rapidly occurring recent events, unfortunately, we'll probably see the continuation of a global heat up until the middle of 2024. And then they talked about the fires that burned. And I talk about the ones in Townsville, Miriam Vale, Sunshine Coast, Morton Bay, Somerset, Gatton and across the Darling Downs. So Queensland Fire and Emergency Service Commissioner Greg Leach said on Tuesday that none were caused of concern. But yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll go with all this. Now, despite all this, they don't can, can't 100% rely on completely what is going on. And I'm going to talk to Justin Chavot very shortly. But I can tell you, the talk about firefighting and the scare tactics, and it is dry, how do you think that helps the rural industry and the people who absolutely are the backbone? And that's you. I, 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 we should be looking at this and saying, you know what? Why are we worried about bushfires and, you know, the population and extreme heat? What about the people who have to work in it every single day that don't get to go home and work from an office, air-conditioned office? What about the hundreds of thousands of farmers and beef producers in Queensland who are on their knees already with falling cattle prices and dry conditions? How are we going to support them? How are we going to support people keeping the food on our table? How are we going to support 
the shortage of cottonseed, the shortage of hay fodder, the shortage of grass over the next 12 months hasn't been mentioned. No, but we're worried about sweltering, unbearable heat. And do you know why they're doing all this? And do you know why the scare tactics are coming out as much as it is? And look, there is something to be worried about. But it's a percentage and it's a an hypothesis and there's no guarantees. And we know in El Nino's there's also severe storms and we also know that you can have rain depressions and things can change and cyclones come and rain happens. We know. We, we've been through it. We've lived it. We've survived it. But never has there been a bigger push for renewables as well. So off the back of this, and oh, we need to you know keep power prices down and we need to find other sources of income and renewables and that'll get us to net zero by 2030. I've never seen them trot them out for scare tactoring in my life. Mate, they haven't got COVID to hide behind anymore where we all had to go into lockdown and every day they had their scare tactics and they bought out you know, the, the, you know, probably, you know, chief doctor and, and the premier and, and the health minister and they talked about how it is and we need to contain this and we, we've got a war and there's no two ways about it. COVID was a bad thing, but it was nowhere near what we thought it was going to be. And now they've got another disaster. It's the weather and fire. Well, they need to support the fire department and I'm going to talk to Justin Chavot very shortly because what they are doing is absolutely destroying any hope that people have of survival. Now, she's backflipped the Premier on three different policies uh, as they near the election. Didn't we see this coming? Didn't we see the Palaszczuk government um, issue their third major policy backflip in less than a week? Is off the back of a coming back from holidays. She got absolutely tirated while she was away. And now the dire polling is revealing it could lose the next election. Well, I don't think anybody anybody didn't see that coming. The government has made a third, third, I'll say that, backflip in a week. And this one is around the housing. Now, it's third significant policy change within the week following Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk's bombstill decision to establish a complaints clearing house after refusing to do so and Treasurer Cameron Dix moved to exclude GP services from payroll tax changes. Now they needed to do that. The repeated policy reversals come after Miss Palaszczuk attempted to reset her government agenda and leadership rumblings after dire polling and they're on track to lose in 2024. The Premier on Tuesday declared her decision to establish a complaints clearing house after earlier rejecting the idea. She said after some period of time of reflection, that's what she's decided. She denied being at odds with the public sector. Um, she's had time to reflect on it and everyone is completely on board. Ask whether anything had changed other than a reflection. She said no. The government at this moment... Now, uh, has also appointed an independent oversight into the inquiry into the transport minister Mark Bailey's $2.4 billion manufacturing cost cover-up after earlier declaring um, that, it, that Rachel Hunter would oversee the probe. So now they're going to get an independent person to have a look at it. How long is that going to last? It is, you know, they, they, they won't finish looking at that. I mean, this is all boring and it's scaremongering, but what it does is 
it shows that the Premier is now just politicising everything she possibly can to protect her, to protect her seat. Now, she's backflipping, she's making it user-friendly, and it's a quick fix. We're in dire straits. You want a scare tactic about the weather, Premier? Scare tactic about our economy. You want a scare tactic about housing? Go to the regions. Start supporting those who look after you every single day. And that is the people of rural and regional Queensland. We'll take a break, come back with more. Justin Chaveau joins us next on Rural Queensland Today.